Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in the book of Mark with chapter 14, verses 22 through 26. This is where Jesus instituted what we often refer to as communion. Pastor Jim is usually more considerate in allowing me some time for a brief introduction. But this week, due to the length of the material that we have to cover, we're going to go directly into today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Lord's Supper. This is my blood of the covenant. It means that that little cup you drink, or if you want to be really apostolic about it, that little sip you take from the chalice that is, that is passed around represents Jesus shedding his blood. It represents his death. And you know what? He says, this is my blood of the covenant. And he said that just as if he expected them to know what he meant by the covenant. What covenant? The covenant of God. You've been under the old covenant. This is going to be the blood of the new covenant. His death is crucial to bringing the blessings of the new covenant. Now, when he says, this is my blood, it's not the, the blood in his veins or he would have pricked a finger and given each person a, a drop of blood. It wasn't the blood in his veins that was so special or different. It's that he was special. He was different. He was sinless. He was flawless. He was the perfect lamb of God. And so him giving his life, him laying down his life in your stead, that is efficacious to pay the death penalty that you owe for your sins. Like 2 Corinthians 5 says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he's saying, shedding my blood, my death, that's what brings this in. Shedding blood is a Hebrew euphemism for the, the sacrifice of death, blood of the covenant, the new covenant promised in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, also mentioned in Ezekiel 36 and 38. It's the promise that God will redeem Israel someday. It's the promise that he will take away the sins of his people. It's a promise of a glorious new covenant. Not like the covenant which you broke, he says, but a new one. Now, you harmonize the four Gospels and the record of this in 1 Corinthians 11, you know that's what Jesus meant. And in the book of Hebrews, the point is made, even though Israel is not yet redeemed, we have the spiritual benefits of salvation right now that will one day be part of the new covenant between God and a believing nation of Israel. Think all the way back to the chapter before this. We talked about how that will come to pass toward the end of that tribulation time after two-thirds of Israel has, has died. 
the remaining one-third will turn to the Messiah. Ah, but here's something interesting. That's a great promise. A yet not completely fulfilled promise, but our ministry in this era is a new covenant ministry. We have the salvific benefits of the new covenant which are not yet realized within Israel to whom the new covenant is promised. How do I know that? Well, Paul said it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. He says, It's not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequates as servants of a new covenant. And then he makes a contrast. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Compare that with a bunch of other scriptures, and you understand. The law exposes sin. Read the book of Galatians. And having your sin exposed drives you to understand that you need a Savior who can take away your sin. So, the Spirit brings new life by faith. So, for now, starting that night, the Passover is out. To celebrate the Passover today, in the traditional sense, the Old Testament Passover, that would be to ignore that the Lamb of God has come. Now the appropriate celebration is the Lord's Supper. The Passover looked back to that earthly redemption that God provided for Israel from Egypt, but this reminds us of the greater Redeemer, the perfect Redeemer, the ultimate Redeemer. As the lambs of the Passover were slain by the thousands every year, big contrast, Jesus gave His life once. Not once for each family, once. Once for all. So now, we come to this table and we look back to what Jesus did for us to purchase our redemption. Now, all those lambs were all illustrations pointing to the Lamb of God. This is an illustration looking back to the Lamb of God. So, pretty simple. This is my body. This is my blood. Very quickly, this is my plan. Verse 25, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So here's part of the spectacular continuity of all of this. The plan is for us to continually celebrate the Lord's Supper until we begin a similar celebration with Jesus in His kingdom after two more changes in the um, dispensation of things. Now, how wonderful is that going to be? I mean, just sitting and eating with Jesus would be wonderful on any occasion. Imagine the joy of eating and drinking with the Lord Himself in His kingdom around this table. Now, remember I mentioned last time, in the millennial kingdom, there will be memorial sacrifices 
That's inferred by this text and the parallels in Matthew and Luke and 1 Corinthians. But there's also going to be at that time a memorial Passover celebration to remember that Christ, our Passover, has been slain. It's hard to fathom what it'll be like to be with Jesus, remembering with Him what He accomplished in order for us to be able to be with Him in the new heaven and the new earth. Mark then adds one little simple note to let us know that this was the traditional Passover meal, and it concluded in the traditional way, and he's going to set the stage for what is to come next. Verse 26, after singing a hymn, that would have been the last of the Hallel Psalms, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That's where we're going to pick it up, Lord willing, next Lord's Day. But before we leave, we want to come to the table. Apply the text to your own life. Examine yourself. We're told to do that, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourself whether you're in the faith. We're told in 1 Corinthians 11, when you come to the table, examine yourself. Don't, don't celebrate what takes away sin if you have unconfessed sin. Do you realize your, your own hopelessness apart from Christ? Are you trusting in Him and nothing else to save you? This is the celebration for all who have that kind of faith. And even if you believe, I, I, I know you stumble, I know you sin, but is your allegiance first and foremost to Jesus Christ? In our uncertain world, um, it may even come to the point that just something as simple as this could be life-threatening if people are going to be standing outside taking names as we leave. Are you willing to come to this table saying, I trust in Jesus Christ and nothing else and in Him alone that I might be with Him for eternity? This shows you belong to Christ. It's a way we symbolize it. You can do it as a phony. Not a good idea. The, the passage in 1 Corinthians 11 says you eat and drink judgment to yourself if you come to this in a, in a flippant kind of way. But as you come to this table, ask yourself, will I stand firm? This is not just a ritual that we do once a month. This is an important thing. And will you join me as we remember and celebrate and proclaim Christ? Let's pray. Our Father, how we thank you for the glorious riches of your grace. And as we come to this table that is before us, we thank you for what is here. We thank you for the bread because it represents the body, the incarnation, the humanity of our wonderful Lord Jesus. We thank you for the cup because it reminds us of and represents his death on our behalf. And just as that blood of all those lambs had to be applied to those doorposts that night in Egypt, his blood, spiritually speaking, is applied on us that we might stand complete in him. So we thank you for the privilege to celebrate this in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.